Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, and I am, as always, excited about today's episode I am excited today because we're going to be talking with Merrick Rosenberg, who is the author of The Chameleon, Life-Changing Wisdom for Anyone Who Has a Personality or Knows Someone Who Does. And who doesn't know somebody with a personality or without one? I think everybody has some type of personality. But uh, Merrick is the CEO of Take Flight Learning, a training company, and he talks about using behavioral styles as a way to create better relationships with customers, with fellow employees for team building, as well as uh, in, in the sales or service side of things, as I mentioned, with customers. But I thought it would be interesting before we talk to Merrick to talk about different types of customers, uh, since this is Amazing Business Radio, primarily focused on being amazing with customer service. Um, I wrote an article, um, gosh, quite a while ago, where I identified six main types of customers and just about all types of businesses, any business this would apply to. I included businesses that had loyalty programs because so many of my clients have loyalty programs. But let's talk about the six types of customers. Number one is customers who are satisfied. Now, this is important. A satisfied customer is not a loyal customer. They may appear to be loyal, but they aren't. And I refer to these customers as something a long time ago I came up with this concept, the dangerous customer. You think they're happy because they never say anything to you. So therefore, you think they're satisfied or they're happy. And guess what? Just because they're not telling you they're unhappy doesn't mean they aren't unhappy. They may just disappear, and that's why I call them dangerous customers. They're not going to hurt you physically. They're going to hurt you financially because they just walk out the door without ever telling you why. And you always thought, well, they never complained. I thought they were happy. All right, the second type of customer is customers who are loyal to your loyalty programs. As I mentioned, many of my clients have loyalty programs. Now, not unlike the satisfied customer, these customers are not really loyal to you as a company. These customers are loyal to your loyalty program, but not your products or services. They appear to be loyal because they keep coming back again and again, but it's not because they necessarily like you. It's because they like accumulating points or having their card punched. Uh, the airlines are a great example of this. Now, some of my customers may stay with an airline just because the points that they've accumulated can be put toward free tickets. But if you take away those points, would they still fly on that airline? All right, so that's number two, customers who are loyal to your loyalty program and not to you. Number three are customers who enjoy convenience. These are customers who shop with you simply because you're convenient to do business with, which, by the way, is a really big deal today. And I think that convenience definitely separates you sometimes from others. But this convenience may be because of location or uh, they don't know about the competition yet. Uh, they might not be that price sensitive because the convenience overrides uh, whatever concern they might have for price. I mean, think about the convenience store, the traditional convenience store. It's, they don't have nearly the selection of a grocery store, but they have the items that you need right away, the basics. Guess what? They're usually a little bit more expensive, and that's because you pay for convenience. But the customers uh, who are looking at convenience as the main factor are also ripe to be converted into true loyal customers if you give them more of a reason other than just being convenient to do so. All right, 
the number four uh, customer is one that appears to be loyal but doesn't really like you. <laughs> now, not all customers like you, but they still continue to do business with you. Maybe it's easier to stay with you rather than to switch. For example, a customer may not exactly like the bank that they're doing business with, but because uh, it's difficult to move and, and it's a hassle to move money and all the checking accounts from one bank to another, they choose to stay there. So in essence, it's a sticky type of a solution. But as soon as there's enough friction, as soon as there's enough, oh gosh, uh, you let them down, you don't give them the service that they deserve, they may be willing to finally fill out all the paperwork and transfer the money. So give them a reason to exit, they will. Give them an easy exit and they may take it. So these are customers who are looking like they're loyal, but they really don't like you and give them the chance to do so, they'll probably jump somewhere else. All right, number five, Customers who are loyal to low prices, and I've talked about this before, if you choose to compete in the low price arena, you're going to find that your customers are more loyal to your price than they are to your company. And as soon as they find a lower price, guess what? They're gone. If you advertise that you are the lowest price, you better be the lowest price, and you better stay the lowest price. Now, the sixth and final customer. These are the customers that you really want. These are the customers who are really loyal to you. This is the customer who loves your products and services. They would never dream of doing business with anyone else. Price isn't an issue. And you don't need a loyalty program to keep this customer loyal. However, if you give them a decent price and you've got a loyal loyalty program, they'll probably like you even more. Most likely, they enjoy the relationship that they have with you, uh, someone in your company, the people that work in your company. This is your ultimate loyal customer. This is the customer that you want to be doing business with. Now, real quickly, we'll go over all five of these again. Customers who are satisfied. But remember, satisfied customers aren't necessarily loyal customers. Satisfactory is average, and that's the dangerous customer. Customers, number two, who are loyal to your loyalty program and not necessarily loyal to you. Number three are customers who enjoy convenience. And if you can take convenience and add a higher level of service to it, you've got a chance to turn a, con- a customer interested in solely convenience into a loyal customer. And then number four, customers who appear to be loyal, but they really don't like you. <laughs> the only reason they're loyal to you is because it's a hassle to move on to someone else. But given the opportunity to do so, they just may do it. Number five, customers who are loyal to your low prices. If all you focus on is the price, that's all your customer is going to focus on too. Find another place that's less expensive and they will go. And finally, the ultimate number six, the customers who really are loyal to you. So how do you create that customer loyalty? Well, if you want to learn, then listen to a lot of the episodes of Amazing Business Radio because there are so many great tips and ideas from all the great experts and influencers and thought leaders that we've had on the show. Now, coming up in just a few moments, we're going to talk to Merrick Rosenberg. And while we're not going to specifically talk about six types of customers that you might have in your business, we are going to talk about the four behavioral styles that just about any one of your customers are going to have. Well, actually, all of your customers are going to have a behavioral style, but you need to understand what those styles are. Your people who work with you need to understand what those styles are, because once they understand their style, they'll be better to able to understand another style. Mary's going to tell us all about that, so we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, We've got Merrick Rosenberg. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information 
All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form. And each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, and we are talking with Merrick Rosenberg today. He is an outstanding dude because you're going to learn so much from this guy. He's the CEO of Take Flight Learning and the author of The Chameleon, Life-Changing Wisdom for Anyone Who Has a Personality or Knows Someone Who Does. I want to hear more about that book. But he talks about behavioral styles and personality styles, and we're going to learn how you can give a better customer experience, or if you're selling, how you can sell better, sell more, sell more effectively. Or how about this? If you're just hanging out with uh, somebody you care about, a friend, a significant other, uh, spouse, whatever, uh, I think that the understanding of behavioral style is a powerful way to go. So, Merrick, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you for having me, Shep. So we have a lot to talk about. Uh, One of the things that you and I talked about right before the interview is we're talking about behavioral styles and and disc personality. Now, many people who listen to the show, they're in business, so they probably know about the disc styles. Uh, I guess dominance, influencer, uh, I don't know, whatever the S is, steadiness, compliance. But you have a completely different spin on this. You make it a little bit easier to understand uh, by using the uh, birds, <laughs> for lack of a better term. That's right. Is an owl considered a bird or a mammal? I, that's a good question. I, you know, it's funny. It, you, even the way you introduced DISC is the reason why right. I use the bird. Yeah, dominant, because interactive, are, like, wait, uh, or yeah. influencer, Which supportive, conscientious. What? What is it? You know. Uh, <laughs> so that's but, exactly it. People forget, right? They, they've ta- many. So many people have taken all different types of personality assessments, and you know, they'll go through training, or they'll they'll take an assessment, and they'll look at the report, and they'll say that is so accurate. But then you talk to them about it six months later, and, and they're like, yeah, I'm the D. What does that stand for? Yeah. And or how about Myers-Briggs? People weren't using it. You know, Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENTJ. What does that mean? You know? Right. And, you know, the reality is it's you're not going to meet somebody and in 30 seconds be able to say, wow, that person's an INFP. Right? <laughs> it's it's you're, The idea behind using the birds was that you'd be able to meet people people and quickly say, all right, I get it. This person's an eagle or this person is a dove. All right. Well, tell us about these. I mean, this is what it's about. Eagles, parrots, doves, and owls. So if you think about it, some people have learned the disc styles before, so I'll link it to that, but but you don't even need to know any past profile or assessment or model because what you've got is if you have the D style, that is a dominant style. And I, I call those the eagles. And you'd probably guess, I mean, if you picture an eagle, they're strong, they're confident, they're direct, they're results-oriented, they, they just know what they want. Uh, the parrots are, in the disc world, are the I style, and they're fun. They're social, they bring a lot of energy, they're enthusiastic, spontaneous, they're upbeat, optimistic. Uh, they add just a, a great uh, sense of positive energy to the work environment. The doves are the S, or I call it the steadiness style or the supportive style, Uh, but doves are harmonious. They just want everybody to get along. They want people to be happy. They don't like conflict. They are 
very good listeners. They're very compassionate. And then uh, the owls, as you said, they are very logical and analytical. That's that conscientious C style. And and the owls would probably say something like, look, if it's not going to be right, then why do it? Right. Uh, and so the, the cool thing about it is that it's like you don't, in a sense, have to learn what does the D stand for and what are those traits. It, most people will look at an eagle and you just picture somebody who's confident and strong and all that, all that comes with that style. So – um, you know, as I think about doves, I'm thinking about back in the 70s, these, prob- these people would have probably been uh, wearing really big bell-bottom jeans and, just like, <laughs> you know, and, and singing folk songs. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm leaving on a plane, sitting yeah. around the campfire. Um, it's all about peace, right? Right. It's about harmony and love and understanding. And, yeah. and you know, actually, it, it is what they bring, men, right? On earth or something like that. <laughs> right. Uh, owls are uh, like they want to put the O-ring on the space shuttle and they want it to be just perfect. Yes, it has to be right. It, it's and, and actually they're they're drawn to jobs that are very accurate. You know, if I work with a group of engineers, you're probably going to find a lot of owls. If you go to accounting, you finance, you tend to find a lot of owls. It's because they're drawn to roles where they have to do it right. Yeah, and then the parrot. I mean, I think about it. If I'm hanging out in a room where there's a parrot, the parrot's probably going to talk to me. Probably doesn't understand what yeah, I'm saying, they, but it's still going to talk yeah. to me. <laughs> so, oh, and so they've got a story. Interact. And they've got a great story. And, and and the great thing about the parrot is, like, they could go to a networking event, not know anybody there, and if you were to like watch them from across the room, it would look like they know everybody. They're laughing. They're telling stories. They're just having a good time, and it's a skill set that they have. They just get along with people and then you've got the eagle and uh this is your dominant person uh probably somebody that is um your manager that wants you know facts give me numbers don't give me the story i just want don't you know don't fluff it up just give me what i need um exactly i I had an eagle the other day and i thought this was a great line he said to me goes i I don't want to hear about the labor i just want the baby just like, oh, that's good. give me the bottom line, right? He's like, I don't want to hear become, all that. Whether they are or not, become eagles at a particular moment during the pregnancy. Right. <laughs> but, it's, you know, it's funny because you, you think about eagles and it's just they don't want the data. They don't want to hear with all the detail. It's just like, just tell me the bottom line. Tell me what I need to know. Uh, it, they don't need all the fluff. Right. And by the way, bottom line might be big picture, too. I mean, give me a big picture. Don't, just don't give me the detail. Give me what I need to make a decision. You know, I call in exactly. my office uh, when I'm on the road, and I always I tell everybody, hey, guys, when I call in on the road, it's like I sometimes if I'm sitting in a cab for 20 minutes and you want to tell me what's, you know, happening, you know, last night in your life, I'm okay with that. But when I call in and I say, hey, what's going on? Don't say, ah, you know, we're just sitting around here. Taking... No, I want to know what's going on. What do I need to know to know things are functioning well in my company? And I, I take That's on exactly that right. eagle personality there for that short time, which I guess you can shift and jump around from eagle to parrot and dove. And I mean, at any given time, you might uh, might, I guess, be forced into one of these four four characters or four traits. Characteristics yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because right. Because what happens is certain situations or a certain role will re- require, require you to just kick into that mode. And if you lack flexibility, then it gets you in trouble. So it's like if you have like an eagle and there's this moment of, of uh, you have an unhappy customer and they just need to express empathy. 
and they're like, all right, let's fix it. Here's what we're going to do for you. When really they just need to validate the emotion. It's if they have a lack of flexibility, then they end up getting in trouble. So you've got to be able to, to display all four. Yeah. You know, just yesterday I bought a new computer for someone here in the office and I was talking to somebody from the manufacturer, and I won't tell you who they are. I bought the computer from them, but I wouldn't say it was a great, great uh, experience. Uh, first of all, the guy I originally talked to, he was great. But then I left a message for him. He didn't call me back. It was getting to the end of the day. I wanted to just close out this deal. So I called back, and I talked to a woman. And she could tell I was just looking for something because they, they seemed to always negotiate. But she wasn't given an inch. I said, look, give me something. And it's like she was so... Um, I, I don't know what she was. Maybe she was an owl because she would not deviate. And I said, look, you see the shipping on there? What does shipping cost? It's free shipping. I said, what does free shipping mean? Uh, two to five business days. I said, can you upgrade me to the next day? Oh, I could do that. I go, there you go. I feel like I've got something now. Thank you very much. And and that was all she had to do was just give me a little something because every other time I've called, they've always given me something pretty big. But it didn't look like that was going to happen this time. And uh, yeah, Well, it's the owl though, right? Because those owls are very rule-bound. Mm-hmm. Like here's the rule. Here's the structure. I must stick to it. And if they – if somebody's trying to, to vary from what they know they're supposed to do, they have a hard time flexing. And you, you think from a customer service perspective, sometimes you have rules, but they're guidelines. Sometimes you have to adapt and, and be flexible for your customer or else the customer is not going to be happy. Right. So let's you know, before we take a break, this is what I want to do. Eagles, parrots, doves, and owls. Can you give us somebody that's recognizable that would fit these uh, different styles. I would imagine somebody like President Obama would probably be an eagle. He wouldn't necessarily be a dove. Oh, well, actually, maybe you know, he would be at times when he's sitting there. Yeah, he actually with, with uh, you know the other side of the world trying to create a peace treaty or something. He probably has to be very dove-like. Uh, he does. He actually has a little bit of both of those. He's kind of an interesting character because the eagle-dove combo is only about one percent of the combina- of the population, and I think that's actually what he is. So let's give you some maybe like more pure styles, meaning like you really see the energy of that style. Okay, yeah, and we'll if stay you away take from someone, politics. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of a politically charged. There's a lot of emotion around that yeah, right because, now. I mean, so you we, take somebody yeah, like – If we started to talk about politics, I'm thinking, is there a vulture in this group of four? No, <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> exactly. Well, take someone like Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is just this like visionary uh, – You know, he'd get on stage and introduce new products, and he'd kick into parrot mode for a few minutes, but then he'd go back into his natural eagle state. Uh, and he was very direct, and he just – he had vision, and he didn't really care what, what other people thought about him. It was more of a, hey, we're going to move forward. We're going to make this happen, and it was very eagle-like. Uh, you could take somebody like a Richard Branson. You know, Richard Branson is just – he drove his business with parrot energy. Uh, and you can – yeah, he takes other people like uh, a lot of like maybe late-night hosts, right? You have like someone like uh, Jimmy Fallon that has a lot of parrot energy or Ellen right. also has a lot mm-hmm. of parrot energy. Um, doves, you know, they're interesting. You could take somebody like Gandhi, uh, someone like uh, Princess Diana. They just have this – uh, this calm sense, they're compassionate, caring. Uh, and then somebody who's an owl might be someone like a Bill Gates or a Warren Buffett. Just it's it's about the data. It's very logical. It's very analytical. Wow. 
I'm, I don't know if I fall in the eagle or the dove category, but uh, the examples you mentioned were all dead people. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but uh, it's, it's, and may they rest in peace. But, no, uh, you know, uh, doves like Gandhi. Ga- Gandhi is, yeah, when, when Gandhi's, uh, I can see it. You know, peace, uh, inner peace, inner strength, you know, just uh, a love. You know, Mother Teresa is a dove or was a dove. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I can see, you know, Steve Jobs, if you know the story behind Jobs, you were afraid to get into an elevator with him because if you had to go up four or five flights, you might be fired by the time you got to your floor because he would ask a couple of questions. You didn't have the answers. Oh, look out. That's right. So those and, are great and their examples. style drove their success. Yeah, they're good. They're great people. It's good to look at people through the lens of style and you can see that they use their style to drive their success. Right, so this is really it's, important. It's their secret sauce. Yeah, there's yeah. no wrong style. People with any style can be extremely successful. Uh, so there's, it's Absolutely. not about a weakness. Oh, they're an owl. They must be weaker than a parrot or a dove or whatever. No, that's not the case. So very good. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about how these styles work to not just satisfying but delighting and building a better relationship with customers and much, much more. We've been talking with Merrick Rosenberg, a phenomenal expert, as you can tell, on behavioral styles, but also the author of The Chameleon, Life-Changing Wisdom for Anyone Who Has a Personality or Knows Someone Who Does, available on Amazon. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. This is Shep Hyken on Amazing Business Radio. Shep Hyken here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.sheponddemand.com. Once again, that's sheponddemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio, talking with Merrick Rosenberg. Merrick, you gave us these four styles uh, in the form of birds, eagles, parrots, doves, and owls. So how does this tie into delivering a better customer experience or building a relationship with a customer? Well, if you think about what customers want, it's not just that they want business objectives to be met. Loyalty just doesn't come because you met the objective. You delivered the product or the service, they got what they want. Long-term loyalty comes because they feel connected to you. And, you know, the problem is that people provide customer service training and they think there's this one entity called the customer. But in a sense, customers come in different flavors. They have different needs. And if you want to create great customer service, you have to think, well, an eagle needs something different than an owl needs. And if I can satisfy those eagle needs of being direct, getting to the point, not providing a lot of fluff, but just telling them what they want, they will appreciate that. They'll actually like interacting with you. So you'll become, you're a vendor or you're the person that they they really want to work with. Whereas let's say you're dealing with an owl and you give them all of the detail. I had a client recently, they sent me, you know, I speak at a lot of conferences. I hadn't spoken to this client yet. They sent me, so she sends me my, the first email, one of my uh, sales consultants had set up an event that I'm speaking at. And so I get this first email and in the email, it had like 14 questions that I could have probably answered in one word for every question. And so 
I could have done that, but because I saw this person as an owl, I took every single one of those those questions and I and I really fully explained my answer and I gave them a complete picture of what I needed and why I'm doing it, why I'm asking for this. And the email I got back was, oh, I so appreciate this. Like, no one ever gives me this much information. This is wonderful. I can't wait to meet you. And I could have answered those questions in one word, but I built some a relationship in that moment because I read that she was an owl. I treated her based upon her needs. And now I've got a, a customer here who's saying, hey, I, I like working with you. And she hasn't even met me yet just because I've connected to her style. And she noticed uh, because other people didn't. Now imagine this isn't just a customer that's already bought, but what if it's a customer or a prospect who hasn't? Uh, somebody asking for that type of information and, and you giving it is, is powerful. You know, one of the things um, I've learned, I, I go to a session uh, once a quarter with my coach. It's called the Strategic Coach. Dan Sullivan puts it together. Phenomenal program. And one of the things he talks about is the uh, – it's a conversation that you have. It's the DOS conversation where you start to ask questions, and, and this is his suggestion. You write down the answers. You want to know, you know, okay, if we don't do this, what, what dangers do we have? You know, DOS, dangers, opportunities, strengths. So, you know, what's the danger if we don't do this project? What are the opportunities if we do? And, and how is this going to strengthen, you know, whatever the pro, you know, company or the people or whatever it does make? But th- there's questions that you ask. What he suggests doing is writing down all of the answers using their words and then sending a report back to them using their words. In other words, adapting to, in a sense, their style, their language. And I think this is what you're talking about doing is, um, you know, I, I don't know if you would call a parrot a mimic, but a minor bird. we got to put a minor bird. Is a minor bird a mimic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and what, I, what I love what you're saying here is that we have to reflect back their style to them. Ah, that's and so, a great way of saying So it. I, I always tell sales folks, I say, look, someone's going to have to flex. So if you're selling someone and their style is different than your style, one of you is walking out of that interaction exhausted. And it better be you. Because you are the one who's going to have to flex to them so that they get their needs met. You don't want them flexing to you. So you've got to be able to be adaptable. That's why I, I called the book The Chameleon. It's about being adaptable to what you need to be in the moment. And I always talk about not imposing your style on other people, which honestly is our natural tendency. I'm going to communicate. If I'm an eagle, I'm going to communicate like an eagle. Uh, I don't realize that you're a dove and maybe I'm not being as sensitive and compassionate as I need to, but hey, I'm an eagle. Deal with it. And the reality is what I really need to do is say, all right, who am I talking to? Flex to their style. They get their needs met. And guess what? you get your needs met too. Right. There's a gentleman in my office. Uh, I don't know if you interacted with him or not. As we set up the interview, his name's Quentin. Uh, great guy. And when he came to work, we did a disc behavioral style. Uh, and he would probably fall in very strongly into the dove category. And so I said to Quentin, I said, Quentin, I'm, when I'm at work, I'm more of a director or an eagle. Uh, I'm very dominant. I'm, I move really, really fast you need to keep up with me. Now, here's the deal. There will be times that I probably need to slow it down and adapt to you. That will probably be about 10% of the time. <laughs> do you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? You know, Do you understand that if you want to work here and you want to be my assistant, you need to adapt to my eagle-like personality? And uh, 
he gets it. He gets it. You know, I'm, I'm moving fast. And I said, that means that when you're not moving fast and I tell you to pick up the pace or stay up with me, you can't be offended at that. And he goes, oh, no, no, I get it. So that's kind of a relationship right. we have. And it's good, very open and honest. But, you know, we immediately, right, but, you know, set the boundaries, if you will, or, or explain what the game was going to be, the rules, if you will. I like that. And But when you give him, for example, feedback, that's the opportunity where you would say, okay, this is one of those moments where I'm – I'm an eagle. He is the dove. So when, I need, when I'm giving him feedback, I can't just focus on results and say, hey, by the way, you met our objective. Great job. Appreciate it. If you're, that's eagle feedback. Like Those are the opportunities where you could say to him, okay, look, I know he's a dove, so I, really, I just need to be sincere. And I might say to him, hey, by the way, I just want to thank you for what you did on that project. You really not only – did you help us to meet our objectives, but our customers met their objectives? I really appreciate everything you did. You really did a great job. I, I want to thank you for that. And you just make it genuine and sincere and soften it. So in that 10% where you're flexing to him are things like feedback and perhaps how you delegate work to him. It's flexing to his style. That's perfect. I think I'm going to practice that this afternoon. Uh, at an end-of-day meeting that we always have. So how do we identify the personalities that we have as well as uh, understanding how we can quickly identify somebody else's? Well, the first step is always understanding yourself because if you if you don't know your own style, then you are bound to impose it on other people. So you know there are assessments that you can take. You certainly can take a profile. But the reality is I find that once people learn the four bird styles, they see themselves in those. And, and everybody's a combination of all four. So there's probably one or two. And, and if you think of yourself as that eagle, you just think about the pacing and how quickly you want things to happen. And it's about getting it done. And if you see yourself as somebody who's just very upbeat and optimistic, that's probably where you're going to start to think, okay, pro- I've got some some parrot behaviors in me, right? If you feel like, wow, I don't love change. I like, I don't like conflict. I just want people to get along. That's where you probably are thinking, you know what? I've got a lot of dove in me. And if it's about numbers and doing things right and following processes and systems, you've probably got a lot of owl. So the first step is being able to just recognize your own style. But but reading other people, once you get it, once you understand what those four styles are like, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where, uh, you know, if I were to say, you know, you think of some, not talking about politics and, and who likes who, but you think of past presidents. You know, you think of somebody like, Ronald Reagan. And so I would ask you, when you think of Reagan, like what, what style comes to mind? I would say he is more parrot. I mean, he, he obviously had to be an eagle to have the personality of running a country, if not the, you know, free world, you know, <laughs> what they say. Well, but not necessarily. I think he's right? he social. I mean, he was an actor. Yeah. Um, and he, and the great communicator. So I would say I would put him That's in the right. parrot category. Right. He's a, he definitely has a lot of parrot, but you already are like, look thinking of the birds and can look at him and see that parrot right whereas if you took somebody like you know think of another past president like uh george hw bush right so senior right what is when you think of him he he's not a parrot definitely not he is probably, he's more of an right? owl exactly mm-hmm. see but you are already able to look at him how about somebody like jimmy carter oh boy um <laughs> i don't know let's go down to the farm uh, with Jimmy. Actually, I really don't know as much about Jimmy. I do know a little bit more about Billy Carter. Right. 
<laughs> Jimmy Carter. I mean, he's very dove-like, actually, right? I, mean, just I was very, he might very be, soft-spoken. Yeah. And he negotiated he, for the terrorist. He, I think he was. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a great negotiator. Right? Exactly. He, he was building homes for Habitat for Humanity after being president. He just he just wanted to give back to the community. Um, you know, you think about George W. Bush. Wow. Okay. So now we're getting to the young Bush. Which one is he? Right. Uh, I would. Now say, you think about him. Yeah. Spoken sure. sound bites, right? Yeah. It sounds. Well, bites. think about it. Eagle. Yeah. He's kind of like so eagle-like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You see, and even with just not necessarily even knowing, you know, who they are, watching them from a personality perspective, you just nailed all four, right? You got, you know, I picked one of each style and you're, you're there. And that's the cool thing about the four styles is that once you learn the birds and you start to really uh, internalize, okay, these are the characteristics of them. And we've just been talking about it for a few minutes. Uh, you can look at other people and figure their styles out very quickly. You just did it, right? You, right. I, I picked four random people, and you get four, and I would agree with all of your assessments of them. So uh, I think that's the point, is that it's actually pretty easy to do. Wow. Great information. But we could talk about this for hours and hours. Just as we start to run out of time, is there one thing you'd like to share with us? Uh, by the way, you mentioned we don't have to take a, a, a profile, but in your book, is there a way to take a profile or is there a way to get an assessment? Uh, no, I didn't even include it. You know, what's interesting about this is that so many people, even when they go through training, it's about the assessment. You take a Myers-Briggs and it's so much about the assessment. For me, it's not so much about the profile as much as it is about understanding what your style is so you don't impose it on others. And, and I guess my, the thought I, I would, I would want to share with folks is that all of the styles are good. There's no such thing as a style that is not, uh, positive. But the challenge is that when we overuse our strengths, our strengths become our weaknesses. And so the key is to just make sure you're using your style in a positive way. If you take the eagle style and turn the dial up too much, the directness becomes blunter and sensitive, right? The optimism of a parrot can be unrealistic. The eagle gets aggressive when overused, but the dove can become passive in that overuse mode when you're turning the dial up too much. And owls can't make a decision because they just get it's analysis paralysis they get caught up in the data so so I, I would say the key to using the styles is to be who you are use your style and use the strengths of your style just don't overuse it because that's when your style comes back to get you wow amazing information uh coming from an amazing guy uh well thanks so much merrick for being on the show this was awesome i, I again I, I know we could talk for hours i was gonna say can you leave us with one thing and you just left us with that one thing uh, understand that there's no weakness by being one of these birds. However, overusing what you have could be your weakness. And uh, I think that's that's a beautiful way to sum it up. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks. So that was Merrick Rosenberg, the author of, of uh, <laughs> I was going to, his company is Take Flight Learning, but he is the author of The Chameleon. My suggestion today, go to Amazon.com, buy it, and read it, and use the information. Until next time, this is Chef Hyken on Amazing Business Radio, reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.